One of my mm-hmm. earliest speeches 26 years ago was to a major company, and I had the boldness to say they had to send me first class. Uh, and they paid it, but I was just starting out, and frankly, I didn't know how I up was. So I chose a number, and I believed in it, and that's what I gave them, and that's what I got. So I think it's just really important that when you start off for free, it's really hard to come back from that. In this episode of the Voltura Game Show Podcast, you will discover mindset, put the customer first, pro bono versus pro worth, and retail in COVID-19. Why is it important? Is that something that you love to know? If so, continue listening. Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of the Voltura Game Show. This is episode 29. The Voltura Game Show is designed to bring together the best minds of our times so that you can have access and integrate their mindset, behavior, and business lifestyle. As a result, you can access your inner perfection in a fun, new, and interactive way. My name is Alexandro, and I'm your host today. Today, our guest is Bob Phipps. Bob Phipps, known as the Retail Doctor, is a popular motivational speaker who has transformed thousands of businesses throughout the world with his straightforward, proven advice. A leading expert in franchise development, franchise support, and new business development, Bob has made appearances on ABC, Fox, MSNBC, and PBS, among other networks. Bob and his work have also been featured in articles by Entrepreneur, New York Times, and The Wall Street Journal. In addition to that, Bob is a top voice on LinkedIn with more than 360,000 followers. Thank you for being here, Bob. Thanks for inviting me. A pleasure. Thank you, Bob. I'm actually curious, like, what, what makes you excited to say yes to this opportunity and to be here with us today? Because you have a different format than anybody else. So I'm curious how the game, uh, how we play the game today, my friend. <laughs> Thank you. I, I got you. Like, it's, a, it's curiosity there, which is really good. Like, that's the best part of, of this. Like, what will happen? So thank <laughs> you for being here. We're going to have, have fun. <laughs> Okay, so this is the Voltura game, Bob, and basically how we're going to start the game is by rolling the dice. So please tell me when to stop. Stop. Okay, so it's six. Hey, psst. One second. Before we start the show, I have a small request for you. Could you please write us a review on Apple iTunes? This will help us to improve the experience and to reach more people. And also, if you want to be part of an exclusive group, go to voltura.co podcast or just Google Voltura Podcast. Thank you so much. Now, let's start the show. Okay, so it's six. Now, please read the card. <laughs> Encourage others to embark on the journey towards your ultimate goal by sharing why it's important for you. So, you can start by, you know, sharing the goal. What, what is your ultimate goal? Well, my goal is to, I think we could change the world by the people working and shopping in retail. As I, that's, I'm the retail doctor. And why it's important is because too many people are going through their lives settling for lack and not having what they want. And I feel like uh, when I come in contact with an awful lot of people, they come out with hope and they realize that there's a better way. So that's why I encourage others to join me in that feeling because it's a much more fun place to play. Mm-hmm. Okay, so why is it important for you? Is because it's it's fun and like basically when I hear it, like um, we can grow together, right? Like that's that's, that's right. Like, that's a good way to think of it. Okay, good. Okay, so you've done your your card. Now the next step is questions. So my question for you, Bob, would be um, what 
where this passion for retail started? Like, what what was the let's say the, the trigger that uh, activated? I think this probably passion? I put myself through college selling uh, shoes, and I thought it was kind of a dead end job until I finally realized it was my attitude about it, and I ended up buying my first house at the age of 22 when I saw this could be my ticket. And I think that's kind of the big deal that a lot of people expect that there is another, there's something else out there that's going to be better. And a lot of times you just apply yourself wherever you are and, and just do the hard work of showing up and doing the work and succeeding at it. You can live a life that you want. So you just have to look at those opportunities wherever they are. They're not necessarily where you first think they're going to be. Okay. So yeah, you just like uh, responded to an opportunity that came into your life. And I believe that like the beginning looks like a, yeah. And I believe that at the beginning, it sounds like a, like a crazy idea. Oh, should I do this? (laughs) Like, (laughs) but in the end you, you, you jump like the leap of faith. (laughs) That's it. And, and I'm actually curious, like how, how it is right now to, um, you know, with this COVID and uh, everything, basically it's focused more like online. How, how, how is it is right now this retail world? Well, it's funny you say that. There's a, there are a lot of retailers that are certainly closed and suffering, and I don't want to minimize that. I mean, quite simply, state regulations in California, you still can't have uh, malls aren't open yet. So there's an awful lot going on. And I think in the U.S. we've handled it all pretty badly, which is why it's lingering so long for us. But at the same time, there's a lot of businesses that are actually up 30 40%. That's almost like Christmas in July because people have money and they're spending it and they're going back to the places that made them feel that they mattered. So a lot of people are harvesting a lot of goodwill that they've created over the, over the last years. Mm, okay. And could you share with us, like, based on your experience and what you, what you know, like, what, uh, what is a good uh, niche or a good um, uh, product that works really good in retail right now? If you're in the bikes, if you're in uh, boats, if you're in anything really to get people out of their houses, you're doing well, or things to nest in their houses. So anything regarding home office, you know, setting up videos, computers, uh, entertainment, electronics, anything like that, uh, anything to kind of keep you focused with a hobby. So photography, sewing, um, those kind of things. They're all experiencing um, record growth, right? The, the hardware stores, things you can do, projects, gardening, uh, garden centers, all of them are uh, finding new ways to do all of this. Mm, okay. And do you have one that is, let's say, your, your favorite that you like to, to work in? I'm a gardener by, that's what I do. I mean, I only get, I'm in upstate New York, so the season is pretty short. It's only about five months. So yeah, I'm a gardener. <laughs> okay. Good. Okay. Thank you, Bob. So now you complete your card and now we proceed to the next player, which is me. So I'm going to play with you. Let's see. Mm -hmm. Four. Okay. So the card says, oh, (laughs) I'm the craziest memory of your life. To make it crazier, add sound effect. This is you, right? Sound effects. (laughs) Yeah, and this is me. (laughs) So in the end, I know that's doing this. Okay, good. So um, let me see. My crazy memory. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. 
Oh my god. <laughs> so that was it. Okay. <laughs> what what did you um what did you see there? Like you're either eating at your computer or you were driving or uh mm. you're eating at your computer or something and something uh gets in the way close yeah so yeah anything else uh yeah you got the phone call i got that um you had an accident or something maybe i don't know mm. It sounded like, yeah, it felt like an accident, but yeah. So basically what's, what's the memory is that uh, it happened like this week, actually. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a craziest one. I don't know if you like, like it's like the craziest, but it's, it's a crazy one. So uh, me and my partner we went to um, eat on a, you know, five-star restaurant, blah, blah, blah. And like right now, my, let's say, economical financial situation is not that good. So we paid, let's say, uh, pretty a lot for, for a dinner. Like we paid uh, uh, more than a hundred pounds, you know? And I was like, what? You know? And uh, the thing is, is like, it was one of the most, like the fanciest places here because uh, we, just, we just wanted to try, you know? We wanted to experience. So we went into, into Shard. So that's why I look like that because it was very uh, far. It was like um, high. You know, so um, yeah, that, that that was uh, that was a crazy thing because uh, even you know my let's say financial situation uh, is not that good. I still allow myself to experience that, so I see it as crazy. Fun. So you can ask me one question or questions. <laughs> uh, was it worth all the money to go there? Yes. Yes, yes, it it was it was worth because um, I believe that um, life and everything that is, you know, regarding and related to life is an experience, and we are on this earth to experience things. So uh, and money in the end is an experience. So it was worth. It was actually worth. Uh, was worth it. Uh, and um, let's say the payoff came like two three days after when I I could actually. Um, feel that my mindset shifted to you know okay i let's say i lost 100 pounds how can i get back you know like it's more like fo focused on okay uh i i i get out of the comfort zone yeah right i understand that yeah why did you choose that place over somewhere else because um location i think i have the reputation same not really I I think I have the same as like uh, you did. It just happened. It popped into my you know into my world. Like I was Google googling uh, you know place nice place to to visit and you know um, this popped there and I was like okay well, let let's try. You know I was curious to see what uh, what's possible basically. Okay. And that's what I'm I'm actually encouraging people. Like just try. You see what will happen and I. I have, um, let's say, a mantra in which I better live um, by doing something and then, let's say, regret, which never happened, I regret that I've done it, than to never do it. Like, regret that I've never done it. You know? Anyway, good. So, yeah, uh, last turn, um, your turn. Tell okay. me when to stop.
Stop. Okay, so it's free. Please read the card. Here's my ideal life. Uh, Choose one word to describe your ideal life. Mm -hmm. uh, I think, yeah, I got to go further than just satisfied. That's my thing. Um, okay, good. So yeah, yeah, satisfied. Now the next step is spinning the wheel. Stop. So in money. So no, satisfied with money? Satisfied. Yeah, exactly. So satisfied with money. So uh, I think that's everybody's goal is to have financial freedom, right? You want to be able to buy what you want and not worry about that. I think we're all, that's what most entrepreneurs are work, working for, right? Mm-hmm. And what uh, what does it mean for you, like in your life, in your um, in your life in the area of money? What does it mean to be satisfied, or what does it mean satisfied? Well, that you've made decisions about money that um, have bought you back a return, and you're not having to work to for every transaction to make money. You actually have uh, money in the bank, and you've got it to be able to share with uh, charities and to ultimately give back all that you made. You know, that's Dale Carnegie's uh, model that he did. You make all the money to be able to change the world through your charities that you choose as you get older. So that's the way I look at success and being satisfied with it. What, what good was all that? How does that outlive me rather than accumulate more stuff for me when I die? Mm, so it's like, uh, like a legacy, like to leave yeah, something behind? Yeah, that's a good way to think of it. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. The next step, questions. So my question for you would be, um, what would you like to leave behind? Talking about legacy now. Oh, I think it's certainly a foundation that's able to reward uh, charities and individuals for really doing exceptional things that may not have a leg up like I did. I mean, I'm a, I'm a middle-aged white guy. I had an awful lot of privilege that I grew up with. And uh, how do I encourage other people that didn't have that background who share the same goals as I do, right? To make the world a better place, mm -hmm. you know, to make a, to get us closer to the Star Trek world. Those are the kind of people that I want to support. Hmm. Okay. Good. And going, um, like, um, connecting with what you said, you know, cause you, like, as you said, you're a middle-aged guy that like you have accomplished a lot of things. I should be curious, like what is, um, how it was for you at the beginning, you know, when you started your business, like, um, cause there are a lot of businesses that, you know, like for example, some people, I understand that they are looking for investment, right? Some people may look for a clients, what you were looking for at the beginning and how it was for you. Well, the, any entrepreneur, you got to hit it out of the park at some point, you've got to get an early win and you got to prove to others that you're worth backing or that you know your stuff. So I think it's always tough to know what that is when you're first starting out. And then when you see it, uh, being able to go after it in a way that others are drawn to you instead of you having to push yourself on them. I think that's just really important. So in my case, I had, uh, I was going to be a consultant. That's what I originally started out, but just being a consultant, everybody's got an opinion. That's not it. And ultimately one of my first clients was a little coffee roaster go up against two Starbucks. And uh, it was all about making his day and his business stronger. I didn't really even think about the legacy I was going to be doing with him or anything else. And because of the great work we did, 
in that first year, sales rose 50%. And then I was able to go and talk to different people in the media to tell the story and ultimately ended up on a full page story in the New York Times uh, business section about uh, what I did. And that really launched the brand and the books and the speaking and everything else. But it, it first started on, I've got to make this guy's day before his story is going to make mine. And I think a lot of people are so concerned on being able to tell the story that they haven't really done the hard work, which is really focusing on your customer and getting in their mindset and making sure that you help them reach their goals and then they'll help you reach yours, but you can't have it the other way around. Mm, okay. And basically you were like, what I, what I heard is that you were dealing with only one client. Like you were, you had only one client and you were focused hundred percent on that uh, uh, guy to, yep. to have That's success. Right. Yeah. The stakes were high. You had to make sure that he, he, he was the one that was going to make, make I, was, I had to make or break him first before i knew i could do it for anybody and that's what and ultimately that's what ended up happening so that's good mm. and how how long you you work with that guy i mean only with that guy uh mike was probably a year and a half but by then i was taking on other a clients etc but he was one of my first yep mm. okay and like, I'm actually curious. It was it was uh, you you were full time on this, or you had like other uh, jobs or other sources of income? Because I like oh, I in my no opinion, other, like I had no other source of income. No, yeah, that was it. Okay, so it was only only him. Yep, I knew that that was going to be the one. That, mm. Once I got into it, that was going to be the one that either made made or break broke me, and luckily it made me. Hmm. Okay, and what uh, what is one? Um, let's say that, that's that's actually interesting. Like, what, what would you advise to someone that uh, let's say they they want to start uh, you know their business right now or they're in their uh, startup? Basically, yeah, they're in their startup phase, and like let's say you know they want to get that first client. What uh, what is the the advice that you would give to them? Well. Th- you really have to think in the mind of your ideal client because they're not going to, you know, you might think you're worth $500 an hour or $5 million for your app or whatever, but until you have someone else believe in you, it's not going to happen because success leaves clues. People who, who are successful, they can point back and, Oh, look what I did for this person, this person, this person. And when you don't have that, you're at a real disadvantage. So you really need to get people to believe in you. And more importantly, it's not just believe in you, but meet with success. You need bragging rights. You need somebody to be able to say, I did this because of them. And that changed everything. If not, you're really just trying to go out and tell people that you're great. And that's not going to bring the world to you. You really, again, as I said before, you want to bring people to you. They're drawn to you. They, you are pushing yourself on them, which I think it's really tough. Mm, yeah so and and in the end like you 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 show how good you are by your actions and yeah, like what you're doing for that one customer or one because then they say well if you could do it for them they can do it for me that's that's what that's what you got to build mm. trust with your next customer exactly. so that first and, one is really important that first one and they're not like your yeah. friend or something like that they've really got to be somebody really is paying you money, somebody really has a problem, something that you really can solve and that only you can solve and, and that others can, can get that vision and say, I want to pay that guy or gal to come and do the same thing for me. 
Otherwise, mm. you pretty much have a hobby that you're trying to tell yourself as a business, and it isn't. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And what about the pro bono sessions? Are you, are you, um, I don't say, do pro bono. okay with this? I don't You've do pro, pro bono, bono when I started. No. You you haven't done pro bono when you started, huh? Nope. And and do you recommend this for someone that let's say starts um, they want to start a business? But why would I why would I hire you for free? It's like I need to get the experience. I'll do it for free. It, to me, it sounds like you don't value your own worth. And if you don't value your own worth, then why the hell would I? You know, my first one of my mm -hmm. earliest speeches twenty six years ago was to a major company. And I had the boldness to say they had to send me first class. And that was in Chicago and I was in Los Angeles and, uh, and they paid it. And I, and it was really a high, a high fee, but I was just starting out. And frankly, I didn't know how I up was. So I chose a number and I believed in it and that's what I gave them. And that's what I got. So I think it's just really important that when you start off for free, it's really hard to come back from that. Because that's yeah. what you've told yourself. That's all I'm worth. I don't care if you say it's, you know, it's $3,000 for you to go and do something. And then you make payment details differently. But when you quote it, you'll do it for pro bono. I just think it's really a hard, it's a real hard place to get your mindset out of. Yeah, that's, that's really powerful. I probably like, like you're the first person that I heard like says no don't do pro bono like a lot of people especially right now coaches that they you know they start with oh I'm gonna do pro bono sessions and then luckily I'm gonna convert them into you know uh, paid clients. it doesn't happen that way though if you don't believe in it and yeah. you can only do it for free you can starve to death by doing free work for people who are gonna make money off of you I don't think that's a good recipe but yeah yeah that's that's true yeah it's interesting i like i like your point of view great so let's complete the game with the acknowledgement okay. card now so it's time to acknowledge great so in this step bob we we will acknowledge each other for something that we have done in the round so i want to acknowledge you bob um, by for um i really like like the last point was really valuable the fact that uh, you know no pro bono like as i said you're probably one of the like it's very rare to hear people I, I heard people but like it's very rare to hear like you know i started without pro bono and i look for the client and i like did i was 100 percent focused on that so i acknowledge you for that i acknowledge you for uh in the end believing in yourself and believing in your self-worth because that's what i'm hearing and uh last but not least i acknowledge you for your uh desire to leave a legacy behind and to help people to um, in the end, leave a legacy behind. And so it's like a ripple effect. Nice. Yeah. Well, I acknowledge you for the chance to go out and try something different, even though you don't have the money for it. It's not a logical decision and you don't regret doing anything like that because you're looking at living in the moment now. And that's what a lot of people forget that, you know, making a lot of money doesn't mean anything if it's not a fulfilling life that you're working towards. And if you're not going to use that to do something better and enjoy the journey, then you're really just going to end up spending your whole life chasing your tail. And then you get to say, I made all this money, but you know, with COVID you could end up dying because somebody was in a grocery store with you. So what was the point? You know, I, I want to make sure that we are always thinking about uh, how we're living in the moment. That's the key. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Good. 
<laughs> Congratulations, Bob. You have finished the game. Thank you for There playing you the Botula game. <laughs> oh, great. I'm glad you invited me. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, good. I like it. I, I promised you that at the beginning. I was thinking, oh, would I fulfill that or not? <laughs> I'm joking. Good. And how was the experience for you? I'm actually curious. Good. What, what did you like about it? Uh, it's a different way to ask questions. That's good. You got a little bit of a lag, but in your, your internet seems to be a little bit laggy in some places, but um, we all have that. But yeah, that's an interesting way to do it. And uh, I hope that you, you know, your entrepreneur guys who follow it, uh, what is this? You, you say this was your 26th uh, podcast you're doing? This is the 29th, yeah. 29th, yeah. So mm. that's off. Good for you. We found a different niche to go after. So good for you, man. Great. Thank you, Bob. Now, uh, I want to ask you three more questions. And these are, what is one successful mindset that you had, one successful behavior, and one aspect of your lifestyle that made you who you are now? Well, I think you've got to always have in your mind, how do I deliver more value for my customers? If you obsess on that, you're going to be successful. Uh, I think that your behavior uh, at the end of every day, uh, I always make sure that I'm going to go through and recount five things that I'm grateful for that day. Uh, gratitude leads to hope. Hope leads to people coming to you. Um, you got to nurture hope. And as far as my lifestyle, I'm usually down here in my office at 5 a.m. and I'm working until well, I take a break. I'm usually working until five and I'll be back after nine o'clock. You do the work. So, um, and that's always been my mantra. You're always going to do the work. So no one should work harder mm -hmm. than you. And if you aren't willing to do the work, you're probably going to end up settle and then say it's somebody else's fault that you're not successful. And I'm just here to tell you, there's, there's only one person responsible for your success and they're looking into the monitor right now or into the, your computer right now. And that's it. So if you just take that and you realize it's a lot of work for you to do, then you should enjoy the journey and have fun with it, man. Yeah, like work hard and play hard. And that's what I'm hearing <laughs> in the end. Great. Thank you, Bob. Anything else you want to say before we complete the, the podcast? I think we're good. Great. Thank you, Bob. And thank you guys for listening to this episode. This was the 29th episode. My name is Alexandro. I was your host today with our guest, Bob Phipps. And if you like this episode, please share it with whoever you think this episode will benefit, especially like if they're on the startup phase <laughs> yeah or a retail business and anyone anyway um and yeah and leave us a five-star review on uh, apple itunes or whatever platform you're listening to right now and yes leave us uh, also a feedback with what you like about it what you didn't like about it if there is something that you didn't like about it or what we can do so we can improve the experience if it's possible <laughs> thank you for being here thank both. you appreciate it have a good rest of your day in the next episode of the Votura Game Show, you will meet Apolline. Apolline is an entrepreneur and digital marketing expert that assists companies, professionals and medical practices to grow and strengthen online presence that brings in leads and sales without advertisement. See you in the next episode.